It's the Dynamo Dynasty Show. Let's make this episode dynamite. And welcome back to the next episode of the Dynamo Dynasty Show. We are here looking at week eight, looking forward to week nine. And as I promised last week, it's another, you know, new content segment. So, but before we get started, let's go ahead and look in the past and look at week eight. Um, in the Battle of the Mikes, Mike Dickinson comes out victorious uh, despite a lackluster performance by Trevor Lawrence. He had big performances by, of course, CMC, Jalen Waddell, um, and you know usual decent performances from from Adam Thielen. But he had Cream uh, Hunt come through for him. And on the other side, myself, just here for the podcast. Uh, <laughs> Lamar Jackson decided to give all the touchdowns to um, uh, uh, Gus Edwards, therefore leaving only about 12 points, a, despite a strong start for the team with uh, Rashad White with 17.9 points. Uh, things were looking good, but since then it was downhill. Um, outside of Jamar Chase and Devontae Smith, everyone else had basically had single digits. Uh, that's not going to win you a week. So, Mike Dickinson continues uh, to on the upward uh, trajectory, four and four, uh, while just here for the podcast is at three and five. Big Dynamo suffers a second loss to two a girls one cup. Uh, Colt had some good performances from Austin Eckler, who returned to form. His uh, typical big showing from AJ Brown. Even Cole Komet got into it mainly from 10 receptions. You get 10 points just from uh, catches. It's pretty damn good. And his and David Nochoku as well had 17 points. His tight, two tight end set worked out well for him this past week, while Big Dynamo still put up a respective 125.16, but it wasn't enough. His big performance were Dak Prescott, uh, Travis Etienne, Joe Mixon, uh, but without you know Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey only put up 11.8, and uh, Jacoby Myers 2.9. You hate to see it. Uh, Battle of the Burtoniers uh, was pretty much a dud. Uh, wasn't very exciting as Andy went off for 172.92. Might be the most in all of uh, the league this this uh, year. But he had a massive performance from CD Lamb. Both of his running backs went off with Jameer Gibbs and Alvin Kamara. Herbert had a good game. Um, and I think he did all this with... Uh, he also had Sam Howell on the bench. That's how good his team was. Um, but, you know, only five points from Elijah Moore. But it did not matter whatsoever. Everyone else went double digits. Well, on the other end, uh, Brad only put up 81.44. He had an okay performance from Rajon. But Patrick Mahomes threw up a huge dud against Denver. You hate to see it. Um, Darren Waller left with an injury, only 1.4. And Alexander Madison continues to go on the downward trajectory with 4.3. Brad will look to bounce back. But Brad is now at 4-4, while Purple Cobra's Andy is at 5-3. The Dom gets... Uh, goes to five and three, and now I believe he's number three in all of the rankings with 110.56 performance versus So Vanilla, 
Oscar 102.26 now falls to three and five. Uh, Dom, he had he was led by Tyreek Hill per usual. Garrett Wilson still gets his solid floor because of all the targets he gets at 17.6 uh, with a hundred yard game. Keenan Allen with 14.9. Uh, Geno Smith only 15.86, but it wasn't really needed, um, or it was just enough, I should say. While on the other end, Oscar had Jalen Hurts leading the way with 27.36, but had a dub performance from Isaiah Pacheco, huge dub performance from Cooper Cup, uh, but did have some bright spots with Josh Downs and Josh Jacobs. Shady Nasties uh, continues to uh, go on the upper trajectory while pushing Dan down even farther. Uh, Shady Nasty's 127.52 to 96.98 from Dan. Uh, Shady Nasty has Joe Burrow, who who went completely off um, against San Francisco, 27.62. He he had 127 points, even with a zero performance from Miles Sanders. That's how uh, good he had this week. George Kittle had a, a monster game. Brees Hall looks like a lead winner. Um Definitely coming back from that round one draft capital that uh, Chris used on him. While Dan, um, Gary Goff had a better game, I believe, than last week, but uh, didn't look great. Sub sub 100. Uh, Tony Pollard continues to be a dud. Uh, Laporte did well with 19.7. So did Tyler Lockett. But the rest outside of Goff were single digits. Um, Shady Nasty's at five and three. While trust the process is now at one and seven. And finally, from last week, Budman Boozers uh, back to the winning ways at five and three now, 140.26 versus the special man, 111.72. Adam had uh, good performances from Josh Allen, uh, Terry McLaurin, Dalton Kincaid. His two tight end set worked out really well with Dalton Kincaid and uh, TJ Hawkinson with both nearly 20 points. while Ian Gardner Minshew put up 15, better than his projection, but still you would like to see better from a quarterback. Javante Williams had a good week, but and Gabe Davis had a good week. Uh, Mark Andrews, he had a decent week, but it was not enough uh, as Adam had a very, very good week. Um, Adam moves to 5-3. and three. Special man is now 3-5. and five. So as I promised last week, um, I want to do a little more uh, – a little more um, content. Uh, despite all the trade stuff, I don't think a trade we got done. Kind of disappointing, but it, it is what it is. Uh, uh, I will. I, I I am doing the the podcast, so I get the uh, privilege of uh, kind of be able to uh, advertise. I do now have four quarterbacks. Uh, I know there's a lot of quarterback needy teams. I am looking for a tight end. Just hit me up. I'm not even looking for anything ma- massive. I just need a starter. Let's put it that way. But let's uh, and and I will say Russell Wilson, despite being Russell Wilson, is having a decent year, top ten quarterback in fantasy. And I just uh, put him up, and he's on the trade block. Same thing with Derek Carr. Still, we'll get you about fifteen points. But all right, let's move forward. Enough advertisement. I want to take a trip down memory lane. I want to see who had an eye for talent and those and those picks that also maybe needed needed some trifocals. 
so I'm going to look at a pick from each team. One was what I'm going to call 2020 vision uh, and say, hey, you know, you saw something there. And the other one, I'm going to say, you know, you, you need to try focals on this one. And it was a miss. And I'll, I'll kind of highlight kind of the opportunity cost you could have had. So first up, we're going to look at Ian, who was the number one pick. Uh, he saw what a lot of what, what some people saw, and that was David Montgomery jumping into the um, uh, Jamal Williams uh, uh, role. But he's a better runner than Jamal Williams, and that showed when he's been active. He's had some injuries, understandable, but for the eighth round, you got a top 10 running back, top five sometimes when he plays. So that was a good pick in the eighth round. While uh, his 13th round and John Mechie, while hyped because he was coming back you know, from the, the medical condition uh, and he was a second round pick, uh, he has been eclipsed by Tank Dell. He, Nico Collins is still there. Uh, at this pick, there were players still available, such as the aforementioned Nico Collins, Adam Thielen, who has gone off, and Raheem Mostert, who's a top five running back. Next up, we do have Oscar. I just mentioned him in 2020 Vision. He found Raheem Mostert at the 15th round, who has gone off. Uh, you cannot typically say that when you're that late in the draft, you get a top five running back, but that's exactly what he did. Um, and it has worked out pretty good for him. Uh, you know, he's, I think he's at, he's at three and five, but part of those three wins is due to Raheem Mostert. Uh, on the other hand, and in the fourth round, he picked Najee Harris, who has been a bust. Uh, Jalen Warren is about doing 50-50 with him. Uh, running backs who were still available, if that's who he wanted, was DeAndre Swift, Alvin Kamara, and Derrick Henry. Brad. Uh, sniped Sam Laporte in the 10th round. He used them later as draft, uh, not draft, trade trade uh, capital to get Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but in the 10th round, when you have uh, when you have a top five tight end and he's on his rookie deal, that is a good eye for talent. On the other hand, Kadarius Tony, he had a crapshoot to pick in the Kansas City wide receiver room, and he picked wrong. He just basically threw away his eighth-round pick. Um, it, it's, it just has not worked out. Tony looks like a complete bust. Uh, myself, at the number four pick, uh, I'm going to have to highlight none other than in the 18th round. I believe that was either either two or three rounds before the, you know, before the end. I picked Puka Nakua, who is a top 10 wide receiver right now. Uh, and with Cooper Cup getting hitting age 30, Puka could be jumping in right into that spot of being a uh, every week starter uh, for the years to come. On the other hand, Quentin Johnston, I I could have had DG. I, had, I picked Quentin Johnston in the sixth round right after uh, Brad picked Addison. I got kind of flustered and said hey i should get, get a rookie wide receiver and uh despite having two young wide receivers as it is i could have had the other good rookie wide receiver in zay flowers could have had dj moore or george pickens uh so not looking too good in my sixth round pick at the fifth pick uh rasheed rice was the correct answer in the kansas city wide receiver room picked in the 10th round he is a rookie he should be 
used for the years to come tied to Patrick Mahomes. Now, uh, in a controversial pick, I picked that he picked Patrick Mahomes in the first round, not because of who Patrick Mahomes is. It's because it's only because you ended up trading him, and I believe you did not get first-round talent in return. Um, Patrick Mahomes is going to be a top-10 quarterback probably for the next 10 years, uh, and I, I believe you sold him probably 50 cents to the dollar. So that's why I picked Patrick Mahomes for you in the first round as your bad pick. Um, and again, these are all mid-season reviews. I could be completely proven wrong by the end of the season, but this is this is the content I'm giving you this week. So if you don't like it, send in suge- suggestions. Um, at the sixth pick, right in the middle of the draft, Colt, uh, 18th round, he picked Gus Edwards, who is basically the starting running back. Um, we all knew J.K. Dobbins was an injury risk, and he did get injured. And Gus Edwards has taken the helm. He had a three-touchdown game last week. He uh, has been serviceable. But when you get a starting running back two or flex um, in the 18th round, you got to highlight it. At the seventh round, though, uh, Traylon Burks, I will point out, um, for the most part, I'm not trying to pick anyone who's gotten injured. I don't think that's fair. But Traylon Burks, he has been injured. However, with that offense and D-Hop coming in, there's just not many mouths to feed in the seventh round. You pick Traylon Burks when you could have had Zay Flowers, Chris Godwin, or Mike Evans. If you wanted to go young, Godwin's still in his prime, and so and Flowers is a rookie. Uh, at seventh, uh, Mike D., he picked a top 10 wide receiver in Adam Thielen. Uh, a lot of people threw him to the side, assuming he was kind of just the veteran who's going to just be you kind of the, I don't know, the bridge for DJ Chark, Jonathan Mingo. But nope, he has been the apple of Bryce Young's eye, uh, been a top 10 uh, wide receiver majority of the year, uh, and a great, great pick. With no surprise, uh, his 13th round pick was his worst, which was Trey Lance, who for some reason is some reason still on his team. The opportunity cost there is anyone, just anyone at this point. Um, Trey Lance is such a waste of a pick. The fact that you still have him on your roster um, baffles me. Um, at the eighth pick, we have Ali. Ali, I, I highlighted because you are Mr. Auto Draft. Um, this year, or basically, yeah, uh, for the big draft, you were auto-draft for half of it. Uh, Khalil Herbert, I picked for the 12th round, but I, I picked him because you ended up using him for draft trade bait um, and got Jacoby Myers, who has been a top 24 wide receiver, uh, even higher sometimes when when healthy. Uh, and basically, um, uh, you know, you were able to, Used that extra running back death in Khalil Herbert, who ended up ended up on the IR anyway, and got Jacoby Myers, who has been uh, a pretty good wide receiver too, outside of last week, but still for the majority of the time a very surprise, um, you know, result from Jacoby Myers. Uh, however, you picked Deshaun Watson in the fifth round. He has not been the same uh, QB from the past. You could have had a good receiver, which we know has been your downside and you because you end up getting Dak Prescott later. 
Uh, but Addison, Keenan Allen, amongst so many others, that would have been a better pick than Deshaun Watson. Adam at the ninth pick, I will admit when I'm wrong. Brandon Ayuk in the fourth round look like a looks like a good pick. He is young. He is, in my opinion, a better wide receiver than Debo Samuel. Definitely healthier most of the time. Um, he has not become diluted in that San Francisco attack. Yes, he's a little up and down, but it's still fourth round. Young guy, uh, good pick. Dalvin Cook, however, in the sixth round, he's way past his prime. He was a big name, became a massive bust. He could have had Montgomery, A-Chan, or Brian Robinson instead. So Dalvin Cook in the sixth round was the one where you probably needed a little better eyesight. Dom at the 10th pick. James Cook in the ninth round. At this point, running backs were coming scar- becoming scarce, mainly because of Ollie uh, from drafting so many but you got James Cook in the ninth round where he is he may not be a like a top 12 running back but he's a running back too he gets a, he gets passing work he's he's a he's a playable running back um while on the other hand Antonio Gibson in the eighth round has been a bust you took him in front of the Commanders running back you should have taken in Brian Robinson. You could have also had Kincaid instead to back up Pitts in case Pitts ended up being another bust, which he is. Um, Cuz at 11, Michael Pittman, a lot of people predicted his downfall. Um, his downfall in in uh, in Pittman with Anthony Richardson. Uh, but they are wrong. Pittman has been great. He's been, I believe, a top 12 wide receiver in most formats. Uh, and you got him in the seventh round. While you chase the money, which I agree, I would have done the same thing. I was eyeing him. Miles Sanders in the fifth round. But Miles Sanders does not look right. Uh, looks so far to be a free agent bust. Uh, the big money did not come through. Instead, you could have had DeAndre Swift. Javante Williams, and Joe Mixon. And Andy following up in the last spot, uh, the fourth round, when everyone else was worried about um, the suspension, you didn't. And Alvin Kamara has been completely on fire since he's returned, only after three games. He's, to me, the number one running back in fantasy, and that's even over CMC, only because... Um, CMC can get diluted. You know, you have George Kittle, you have Ayuk, you know, CMC, don't get me wrong. He's basically the one a or one B in fantasy football, but Alvin Kamara, I think has outscored him, uh, since he's, since Kamara has returned, uh, and it did not give you credit. You did not, uh, bat an eye to the suspension and he's looked ridiculously good on the other side, Jamison Williams. The seventh round, I think he went way too early. Um, he looks to be like an early bust in his career. Uh, Lions, in fact, just traded for DP, DPJ, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, which could mean like they are not seeing what they want to see out of Jamison Williams. Um, and you could have had, if even if you wanted to go young, Michael Pittman, who's about to get his first big contract, Christian Kirk, still on his first big contract, 
or a couple of promising rookies, which turned out very well, in Jordan Addison and Zay Flowers. All right, that was a look back midseason to the draft, kind of who, where you, where y'all went right, where you went wrong in the draft. Obviously, everything is 2020 vision when uh, you're looking in the past. Uh, now, week nine is now upon us. I will say uh, it wasn't a great week. I think I only got two out of six matchups right last week, so that dropped my winning percentage to six or my picking percentage to 64.4%. Let's see if I can do a little better this week in week nine. First matchup we're going to highlight um, is what I'm, I, I would like to call the shitty QP, QB battle in Ian versus Dan and trust the process. We have Bryce Young versus Mac Jones. That's right. Bryce Young versus Mac Jones. It is not pretty. Um, Bryce Young is going against Indianapolis. Uh, Indy can be thrown on while Mac Jones is going against Washington. Again, can be thrown on, but we're talking about two quarterbacks that uh, I don't think anyone would feel comfortable going into a game with, either in real life or in fantasy. So I'm doing a push because they're both just god-awful. Um, I guess Bryce Young has better weapons. Um, but yeah, it's not pretty either way. At the running back position, you have Kenneth Walker and Devery Henderson against Tony Pollard and DeMarcado. Uh, Pollard's going against a tough Philly line. DeMarcado's going against a tough Cleveland line. Kenneth Walker's going against a tough Baltimore line. Uh, and Devery Henderson is going against Green Bay, which I don't think is a great matchup either. Uh, but, not Devery. I keep saying not Devery. Uh, this isn't the old uh, LSU wide receiver. Daryl Henderson. Man, uh, I've been drinking if you can't tell. But Daryl Henderson, uh, I think with Stafford possibly not playing, Henderson might be relied on a little bit more. Uh, Kenneth Walker has been on fire. I'm going to give the advantage to um, Ian in the running back position. At wide receiver, Gabe Davis, who had a great uh, game last week. He's in a potential shootout with Cincinnati on Sunday night. You have Devontae Adams with a new quarterback in Aiden O'Connell. Uh, versus Chris Olave in a good matchup against Chicago and Zay Flowers against Seattle. Um, Devontae Adams had one catch last week. That was with Jimmy G. However, uh, I mean, we're talking about a rookie quarterback here. Um, obviously, anything can be better than last week with one catch, but I'm going to lean on the advantage on Chris Olave and Zay Flowers. At the tight end position, you have Mark Andrews against Seattle, against Trey McBride, who will also have a new quarterback, either Clayton Toon or Kyler Murray. Um, he's going against Cleveland, which is the number one ranked defense against uh, tight ends. Uh, Trey McBride got heavily involved last week, um, but I think it's easy advantage Mark Andrews. He is Mark Andrews, and you know he is, I believe, he's got to be a top, three tight end at this point. Number four. He's tight end four. So I'm going to go with Mark Andrews as the advantage. At the flex position, we have DeMario Douglas with Kendrick Board now being out for the year. Uh, yeah, he's expected to have more of a role. Uh, the rookie has been 
has had six, at least six targets in the last two games, and it should it might grow at Bourne being out. And then you have Chris Godwin against Houston. Godwin went, uh, you know, he had 85% snap percentage. He had a touchdown last week, um, so he's been performing well. Well, you have Tyler Lockett, who had a good game last week, and then Rasheed Rice, who, I, like I said, he is the 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 kind of the wide receiver you want to own if you have to own one in Kansas City. Uh, with that being said, I'm going to go with Chris the side with Chris Godwin. Um, I just think Godwin is the best out of the four. I believe um, Washington. I also believe Demario Douglas is a was a good pickup um, as well. Um, good, and he's a rookie too, so can't really argue. I'm going to uh, give the win though to Ian against Dan. Next matchup. We have uh, myself, just here for the podcast, against two of girls, one cup. So at quarterback, we have Lamar Jackson against Seattle, against what could be a shootout in Kansas City versus Miami, and Tua Tungabailoa on Colts' side. Uh, Lamar Jackson should have had a bigger week against Arizona, but he gave all the touchdowns to Gus Edwards. Um that happens again Lamar can expect another low point total with that being said I want to give it I want to give the this the nod to Tua uh Tungvaloa on this one just because I think it's going to be a shootout between Kansas City and Miami and it helps when you have the quarterback in that in in that matchup at the running back position you have Roddy uh Rashad White against Houston, which is a good matchup. Ramondre Stevens against Washington. Um, another single-digit performance by him. That sucks after two double-digit performance. It was finally looking good. Against Aaron Jones, who has been a dud and will face Aaron uh, Aaron Donald in that front, front line in the Rams. But Austin Eckler has come back to form. He had almost 100 yards receiving. Uh, he had a receiving touchdown last game. He gets the New York Jets, who can be run on. Um, because Austin Eckler is the best out of the four, I'm going to give the nod to Colt on this one as well with um, Austin Eckler and Aaron Jones. At the wide receiver position, you have Johan Dotson against New England, who finally broke out. Um, if Curtis Samuel is out, um, that spells good things for Jahan Dotson. You also have Nico Collins, who had a bust week. He gets Tampa Bay. You have to hope that he bounces back. Against A.J. Brown, who has been on fire at least 125 yards in like seven straight weeks. He's going against Dallas, um, which A.J. Brown's going to get his. And then Christian Watson, who I think he's getting a lot of targets. He had eight targets last week. Uh, he only caught three for 33, but when you get eight targets, sooner or later they're going to hit, so he could be in for a boom week. Uh, when you have A.J. Brown on one side and no one to really match him on the other, it's an easy advantage for Colt on this one. <sighs> At the tight end position, I am going to roll the dice with Chiggy Chiggy Bang Bang, Chigga Conqua, I'm hoping that Will Levis and his mayonnaise coffee drinking ways can 
continue his ways and get Chiggy involved. He had five targets last week, um, second highest total of the season. He caught four for only 23, but he missed on a huge drop, which would have been a huge gain last week. I'm hoping on Thursday night, Chig can get involved. I'm, pay- I'm playing him over Johnny Smith. While uh, David Njoku had a big week last week, 77 yards and a touchdown. He's going against Arizona, who cannot guard tight ends. So uh, give the advantage to Colt on this one as well. And at the flex position, we have Jamar Chase and Devontae Smith, both who had monster weeks last week. Uh, Chase, like I said, Cincy versus Buffalo. I didn't say it earlier, but this could be a shootout as well. Cincy versus Buffalo. And then you have Devontae Smith versus Dallas, which could also be a shootout potentially. While you have JSN and Gus Edwards. Uh, JSN is facing Baltimore, Baltimore, while Gus Edwards is actually facing Seattle. So, um, you know, uh, if Gus Edwards has three touchdowns again, it's going to be good. But I am going to give the advantage finally to me in the flex position. Um, with that being said, the, my X factor I, I have right now is uh, my tight end position. Uh, and it, and if Chiggy can do anything, it would be much needed because I think I'm on like two or three weeks in a row with only like three points from that position. Um, so, yeah. Um, with that being said, as you can guess with how many advantages I put, Put on one side, I put Colt as the pick for the week. Uh, uh, if you couldn't tell what my last, uh, what the last X factor was in Ian versus D- Dan, it's whoever the shitty quarterbacks actually plays better. That's that's the that's going to be the spotlight. Um, next we have Brad versus Oscar. Um, Brad, um or I should say the quarterback position, we have, again, a good um, headlining QB battle in Patrick Mahomes versus Jalen Hurts. Two potential shootouts here in Miami and Kansas City and Dallas versus Philadelphia. Um, that is really tough. I think, I think I'm going to do the slight edge to Patrick Mahomes just because... He is coming off a horrible loss to Denver. I think he's going to be fired up. I'm going to give the, I'm going to give the narrative factor to Patrick Mahomes on this one, but it's close. At the running back position, you have Bajan Robinson and Alexander Madison, uh, both both facing each other. Minnesota versus Atlanta against Isaiah Pacheco and Raheem Mostert again, both facing each other in their matchup. Um, Bajan Robinson got a touchdown last week. Uh, first rushing t- touchdown of his career. About time. He's facing a Minnesota defense who has stepped it up lately. While Madison is going on a downward trajectory um, with uh, Cam Akers getting more and more work. Uh, on the other side, you have uh, Isaiah Pacheco, who should have had a better game against Denver, but Kansas City got behind uh, Denver fast, so the running game kind of kind of abandoned. And then Raheem Mostert um, is going against Kansas City. Again, they're doing it in Germany as well, if that matters. But he scored a touchdown last week. He's at 1, 2, 3, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. He's already at 10 touchdowns for the year. Like I said, Raheem Mostert was a 
amazing draft pick. With that being said, I'm going to, even though Bajan Robinson is the best out of the four in terms of talent, in my opinion, um, I'm going to give Pacheco and Mostert, um, that duo, the advantage at the running back position. At wide receiver, we have uh, DK Metcalf and Jordan Addison against Mike Evans and Cooper Cup. DK Metcalf against Baltimore. DK Metcalf, he's coming back from his uh, his injury. He had 14 targets, but only 5 for 67. Uh, you would think with 14 targets, be a little bit better. You at least catch half of them. Addison continues his tear in touchdowns. Uh, he's at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven touchdowns as a rookie. I think he might have the second most in all of the NFL. He's going against Atlanta, but he does have a new quarterback, uh, and they're going to play. They are going to be playing that rookie. Um, I don't, I don't remember his name, but he's a undrafted rookie, I believe, a Jahan Hall, I believe, or something like that. That that. Um, while on the other side, you have Mike Evans, who had a garbage time touchdown that saved his week last week. He only he only had three for thirty nine. Um, he go he's going against Houston, which uh, typically is is hard against the pass because you can run on them so well. But you know Houston's offense is playing better, or at least they have overall in the year. The last couple of weeks they've been kind of a dud. Uh, and then you have Cooper Cup, who had a huge dud week. He had uh, 10 targets, though, for 4 for 21. Um, he might have also a new quarterback as well uh, in Ripian if Stafford can't go. So I'm going to go with the um, – uh, I'm going to go with the more potential here in Mike Evans and Cooper Cup with the advantage going to Oscar. At – the tight end position, you have uh, Jake Bergson against Philadelphia, against Dallas Goddard, against Dallas. This matchup, they're going against one another. There's a lot. This this matchup is going to be over in in like three games because everyone's facing one another. Um, but Ferguson uh, got a touchdown last week. Uh, he's got uh, a couple of dub weeks, but he has a couple of boom weeks as well. He had four four targets last week, four for forty seven and a tutty. While Goddard had a quiet quiet week, um, he did have seven targets, but he only went for four for 36. Um, so with Goddard uh, getting a little bit more targets, uh, it's going to be tough. Dallas is a harder defense. I think, um, I think Ferguson kind of being that number two option is kind of uh, gives a slight advantage to Ferguson. Uh, Goddard is kind of just in the mix between Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. At the flex position, we have T. Higgins and Tyler Algier. Algier is going to be your your spotlight here. Algier needs to come through if Brad Brad wants to win. Uh, You have two running backs on the same team. But they're going against Minnesota with a rookie quarterback, which means uh, they may just be able to control the clock the entire time. Uh, and get more opportunities with the ball. Um, T. Higgins, uh, he was a, a lot of trade discussion. He didn't go anywhere. Um, he went for 5 for 69 last week. Gets Buffalo in a potential high score and a fair. Um, so that's a good spot there. While you have T- Josh Downs, who um, he has been, uh, pr- he's been probably, in my opinion, second, second, 2A or 2B in terms of rookie wide receivers this year. 
it's a tie kind of between him and Zay Flowers. Uh, but he's on a four-game streak of double-digit points uh, at the wide receiver position. Uh, while you also have Josh Jacobs, he's got a new coaching staff. You can probably expect the new coaching staff to highlight their stars and Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. They're also facing the Giants, who could potentially be playing DeVito at quarterback if Daniel Jones is, is not a go. Um, I'm going to give the advantage here to Downs and Josh Jacobs. So with that being said, I'm going to give the win here to Oscar. Next up, we have Mike Dickinson uh, against Ollie. So at quarterback, we have CJ Stroud, who has been a little bit of a dud the last three weeks against Dak Prescott, who has been on fire the last two weeks. Philadelphia is a, t- a poor, uh, I mean, a good matchup for quarterbacks. Uh, so I'm going to go with Dak Prescott to con- continue his heater. Um, and I'm going to give the advantage to Ollie on this one. At the running back position, uh, you have Kareem Hunt and Cam Akers. Uh, Ollie gets Mike D at r- the perfect time with CMC on by. Uh, Kareem Hunt. He's going against Arizona, which is a good play, but if Jerome Fortin is at full health, uh, could lose some touches. And Cam Akers is on the upper trajectory in terms of usage, um, but the offense could be slow moving. Atlanta is a good defense against running backs as well, and they can probably they will probably load the box to try to get just um, Minnesota to beat them through the air uh, with a rookie quarterback. Um, on the other side, you have Derrick Henry against Pittsburgh on Thursday night. Jonathan Taylor as well against Carolina. Um, I think it's an easy here. I don't think I need to go too deep into it. I'm going to go advantage uh, Henry and Taylor, Ollie. At the wide receiver position, you have um, you have Jalen Waddle, who finally had a huge boom game, of course, against me. God, And then Drake London who left with injury. He is currently not practicing. We'll have to see if he ends up playing this week because uh, that will be a huge hit um, for for that team. Um, I mean, let's admit it, not everyone has the uh, best depth in Dynasty. And so, and you also have, have Trey Lance clogging a roster spot. So he doesn't really have the best ma- uh, players to put in uh, in case Drake London can't go. On the other side, Deontay Johnson has been a PPR uh, good, safe floor in his return. Um, he had 16.5 points last week. Tennessee is bad against the pass, uh, so he's in a good spot there. Jacoby Myers gets a new quarterback. Um, don't remember how Jacoby did with Aiden before, uh, but he went on a three-touchdown streak, and I think between there... Aiden O'Connell was a quarterback at one of those times. Um, so Jacoby could still be good as long as he, he keeps getting the look. I'm thinking they, they I believe that they stepped back from Jacoby Myers and highlighted Hunter Renfro last game to try to uh, garner up trade interest, uh, which didn't you know come to fruition. Uh, with that being said, Waddle's the best out of the two. If London can't play, the advantage goes to Ollie, but honestly, if if London can play, Waddle and London is the better duo, and the advantage would go to Mike Dickinson. 
At tight end, I'm not going to talk about much. It's Meyer against Kelsey. Kelsey is going to win uh, 9.9 times out of 10. At flex, DJ Moore against New Orleans. He's going to be faced up with Lattimore. Not a great matchup. Tyson Badgett will still be the quarterback. And they have Adam Thielen, who continues to be that damn good. Um, currently the number eight wide receiver in all fantasy football. Um, against Joe Mixon, against Buffalo. And Rashid, and Rashid Shahid. He only had three catches last week, but it went for 153 and a touchdown. He is that uh, boomer bust type of player, and he gets Chicago in a great matchup. With that being said, I'm giving the advantage to Dickinson with DJ Moore and Adam Thielen. You have a, te- you have a top 10 quarter, uh, wide receiver uh, in your flex. I'm going to give you the advantage uh, most, most times. Uh, the player who has to come through um, here has got to be Cam Akers. For Dickinson for him to have a chance uh, but with that being said I don't think it's going to happen and Ollie will get the victory um, next matchup is Adam versus Cuz um, so Adam they're both at 5-3 and three, um, so they're both doing well at the quarterback position they have two quarterbacks facing one another and what I expect to be a shootout uh, Jer- uh, Josh Allen against uh joe burrow uh i mean we expect we, we expect fireworks i don't know about y'all but that to me that 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 matchup is probably the highlight of the week and all the matchups um in buffalo versus cincinnati i'm gonna give it a push because both are on fire well joe burrow is on fire since he's he's officially 100 percent healthy and i know cuz is very happy about that at the running back position, you have Saquon Bar- Barkley against Vegas. Um, and then you have Roshan Johnson against New Orleans. The tough defense. Uh, while well, you have Brian Robinson against also a tough line in, in New England. Uh, but he, with New England's offense, they're not going to score a lot of points, most likely. So uh, maybe, maybe not. I mean, Washington traded away their two best uh, defenders or defensive line players. Uh, but you also have Brees Hall against the Chargers. Uh, Brees Hall, to me, is a league winner. Um, the dude is going uh, bananas. And I will give the advantage because of Brees Hall. I know Saquon Barkley is seen as you know, a generational talent, really, really good. But I think Brees Hall is just too hot right now. So I'm giving the advantage. Uh, plus, I like Brian Robinson over Rashawn Johnson. So I'm giving the advantage to Cuz on this one. At the wide receiver position, Stefan Diggs against Cincinnati and Michael Pittman against Carolina for Cuz versus KJ Osborne against Atlanta with, as I mentioned, an undrafted free agent as your quarterback and Terry McLaurin again against New England. Um, easy advantage to Cuz here. Tight end position, Taysom Hill. Uh, I should go the opposite way. Dalton Kincaid. For Adam against Cincinnati, so he has a stack of Dalton Kincaid and Josh Allen against Taysom Hill, where he is boom or bust, but he gets goal line work, and you expect them to be in the goal line. You expect him to get a couple of carries. I'm giving the advantage to Dalton Kincaid, though. He's been um, on fire the last two weeks without Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox there, I expect. Um, him to continue to get those looks 
At the flex position, you have TJ Hawkinson, again, with an undrafted free agent uh, quarterback, Tank Dell, who didn't really do anything against Carolina, against Michael Thomas, against Chicago, and George Pickens against Tennessee. Flex has to go to, um, even with TJ Hawkinson being basically the number two on that on that roster, I got to give it to Michael Thomas and George Pickens. Uh, I think you have a safe floor in Michael Thomas, George Pickens. On Thursday night, uh, Tennessee can be thrown on, and I expect you know Pickens finds a way. He, I, I think he only had one catch last week, but it was for you know a 22-yard touchdown. So advantage goes to Cuz there. I'm going to give the win to Cuz. The person who needs to, high, to needs to step it up for Adams' team in order for him to have a chance is Terry McLaurin. Uh, you don't have a lot of options there. A lot of your players are on bye this week. Sun God Ayuk and that's why you need your lone starting, typical starting wide receiver in Terry McLaurin to step up. And the last highlight is going to be Andy versus Dom, uh, both five and three. Great matchup here at quarterback. Uh, advantages, I'm going to say right away, is going to Justin Herbert against the Jets. Jets are tough defense, but still, Justin Herbert is an elite quarterback. He has the weapons as well. Geno Smith. He's going against Baltimore, which is a tough, tough defense as well. Uh, but I find Justin Herbert to be better than Geno Smith. Um, at the running back position, you have Alvin Kamara, uh, who I've already highlighted is awesome. And he gets Chicago, smash spot. But he has Jameer Gibbs on by, which means he, he's forced to play Justice Hill. Uh, Gus Edwards is the one who gets the majority of the work uh, against Seattle, though. You never know. Maybe... They need to pass more. Uh, while on the other side, you have DeAndre Swift against Dallas. Tough defense. But you also have James Cook in Cincinnati, who is a better better play than Justice Hill. The best player in the in the four, out of the foursome is Kamara. However, I think because you have two solid starters, I'm giving Dom on uh, the advantage of the running back position. At the wide receiver position, CeeDee Lamb went fucking off against um, last week against Washington. I get, you know, he's going against a really weak pass defense in in Philadelphia now. Um, Marquise Hollywood Brown, though, we don't know who his quarterback is. Could be Clayton Toon, could be Kyler Murray. Obviously, one's better than the other. Uh, on the other side, you have Garrett Wilson against the Chargers, who can be thrown on, and Tyreek Hill against Kansas City in a revenge game. CeeDee Lamb's great and all, but Tyree Hill is the king of the castle when it comes to fantasy wide receivers. Um, he Maybe A.J. Brown has something to say about that, but Garrett Wilson versus the other one, you know, Marquise Hollywood Brown, I'm getting taking Garrett Wilson. So uh, advantage goes to Dom on this one. At the tight end position, you have Logan Thomas against New England. Uh, Logan Thomas got a touchdown last week. So... He keeps finding ways, like either it's targets or it's a touchdown. Um, but he's had a lot of uh, bust games as well. And then you have Kyle Pitts, who gets Tyler, Taylor Haneke now, which I can, I can see basically Taylor Haneke. He's got to do better than Desmond Ritter. And I think uh, Heineke will honestly uh, say, screw you, Arthur Smith. I'm going to just throw, throw where I want to throw. He's kind of got that Brett Favre type of mentality. Um, I, I deep down don't want that to happen uh, just because I want Arthur Smith to fail in every way possible. 
But I think Taylor Heineke is a better quarterback than Desmond Ritter, hands down. Um, so that's only good news for for Kyle Pitts. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the advantage more Logan Thomas because he's had more uh, uh, boom games than Kyle Pitts, and Johnny Smith still had more snaps than Kyle Pitts last game. Um, at the flex position, Elijah Moore and Jake Bobo against Jalen Warren and Keenan Allen. I don't think I really need to go too far deep into this one. Um, the person needs to step up is Elijah Moore, most likely. Um, he keeps getting played by Andy, but he's only had one double-digit game all year. Um, not great. Not great at all. Um, so Elijah Moore needs to step up for Andy. I don't know why. Or he's going to end up finding his way on on the, you know, basically on the bench. But, uh, you know, one side has Keenan Allen, who is better than all the other three maybe combined. Uh, and so I'm going to give the win to Dom on this one. Uh, still a lot of parity uh, in the in the league. Uh, you know, basically anyone's still in it. Anyone is still in it outside of maybe Dan. Um, we have, uh, we are getting to the midpoint of the year. Uh, next week I will, I think my plan for content is I'm going to maybe highlight some college players that we will all be looking at come the rookie draft season. Now it's a little early. We won't know where everyone goes. Um, location is typically a big indicator, but Hey, I'm coming up. With, I'm trying to come up with content out of my ass. So, guys, come on, send me some, uh, send me some ideas. I could use it. But that's it for me tonight. Good luck, everybody. Um, you know, except Colt, I really, I really hate doing these when I when I don't win. So, uh, Colt, let me enjoy this next week, uh, next podcast. I would like to enjoy after a victory. All right. Good night, everybody. Thanks.